now, now, the Crash and Mars Podcast, 1023 Now Radio. Hello, it's the Ginge, and this is the Crash and Mars Podcast for July the 15th. Today, on a very special Crash and Mars. Crash and Mars talk, teen drinking. Uh, growing up, were your parents cool with you drinking, or any of your friends' parents okay with you guys tipping a couple as kids? Also, angry dads. We want to hear that unreasonable thing your parents did to punish you. Literally, like hiding the TV from you or taking doors off their hinges. Stuff like that. And your biggest travel mistakes. Like, you got to the airport on time, but you didn't bring your luggage or your passport. All right, here we go. This is the Crash and Mars Show. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. All right, on to uh, some news. First of all, uh, I've got two tragic stories that I have to start the day off with. First of all, any hopes of finding missing five-year-old Talia Leigh Marsman, uh, of course, vanished yesterday after police announced that they did find her body. Remember, they did that whole search yesterday. Uh, Well, they did find her, and uh, unfortunately, she was not alive. They also announced that they charged a suspect, Edward Delton Downey. He's 46 years old, and they have charged him with first-degree murder in two cases, obviously in the murder of the girl and then, of course, in the murder of her mother, Sarah. Just sad. It is. It's a and terrible story. Everyone had story. so much hope. We're just hanging on to that, uh, that piece of luggage. Everyone's like, well, hopefully she's still alive somewhere. And then this yeah. is just tragic. Uh, the guy who was arrested is believed to be the same one that witnesses saw with a girl matching Talia's description. Remember when they had the whole video camera? The footage of her with her suitcase and her rubber boots. Uh, They are also saying that he is giving zero cooperation to investigators and to Calgary police. So he's not saying a word. He also has an extensive criminal background with some violence. I saw cocaine in there. Downey also goes by the last name of Simmons. Appeared before a judge late last night. He was ordered to have nothing to do with the child's estranged father. Colin Marsman, uh, police say it is believed that the man that has been arrested and charged in two for two first degree murders in this case was known to both parents and to the little girl. So he wasn't a stranger to her. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably why there was no forced entry in the house. Kind no of thing, forced right? entry. Yeah. Maybe that was the reason why on the cameras she was just kind of hanging out with this guy because oh, she terrible. she knew him. Yeah. It is. It, it's a terrible story. Police aren't saying where they found her body, uh, but you did see yesterday they were combing outside of east of Calgary, mm-hmm. and they were combing the fields through there. So it's just a uh, the end that to the story that nobody wanted. Mm-hmm. So 84 people are dead, and they're expecting that uh, death toll to rise this morning following a truck attack on Bastille Day celebrators in Nice, France. Now, they're saying that the attack has terrorist characteristics. They're saying that is one thing that cannot be denied. It was a party that was going on, and it turned into panic yesterday as people scattered after a large truck drove onto the sidewalk and into the crowd, leaving a trail of bodies over more than 100 meters. The images are terrible. That one, there's one image that I can't get out of my head and it's of the child Mm -hmm. where they've covered the child's body yeah and next to the child is the doll yeah what is going on that truck too i read uh was stopped by police two hours prior and 
their question, and they're like, oh, we're just bringing in ice cream, and they're like, hey, move ahead. Move her along. Yeah. The truck was loaded with weapons and hand grenades. The truck driver also shot into the crowd before an exchange of gunfire with police. The driver of the truck was shot and killed by police, and pictures uh, from the scene, I'm sure you're going to see lots of them, were riddled with bullet holes. There is no information yet on the driver's identity or motive for the attack on the people who were celebrating Bastille Day. Mm-hmm. Terrible it news is, this Friday. It is terrible news for the Friday. Terrible start to the weekend. All right, three people were taken to hospital with minor injuries after camera equipment fell on them at the Calgary Stampede. Uh-oh. A whole bunch of peeps were there watching the uh, chuck wagon races. Yeah. You know how they they televise it. Oh, yeah. So they had the camera equipment yeah. that was set up above. Yeah. It fell Aye. onto the people below. Uh, EMS crews responded along with the Stampede's medical team and police. Uh, apparently everyone's going to be okay, but there is some soft tissue injuries, which basically means bruises, yeah. tears, egos. egos. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of this uh, article, though, says this quote, the chuck wagon races, which were going on at the time, were not interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Never interrupt the race. That's right. Thank you, <laughs> Calgary Stampede. Yes. All right. Uh, when you die, if there is one thing that you want people to do with your body besides, you know, have a funeral. Yeah. What would you like them to do? Do you want to be chucked out of a plane? Maybe you love skydiving. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do one last scuba dive? And they throw you in the ocean. And just let you go to the bottom? Sure, and let you go to the bottom. Swim with the fishes? We've had stories before of uh, famous poker players being propped up at a table. That's right. Well, this girl by the name of Rosemary Dibley, which is not a girl, she's a woman, she Mm -hmm. died at the age of 56 years old last week. Yeah. Now, after the funeral mass went down at her church at Good Shepherd Parish in Ontario, her funeral procession to drive to the cemetery, decided to make one last pit stop for Rosemary. Oh, where was she going? Where did they take her to? The drive through at Tim Hortons. Oh, they brought <laughs> the body through there? It didn't. Was she propped up? Well, no, she wasn't propped okay. up. <laughs> they didn't put her they didn't put her in the passenger seat and prop her up. Put her in the back seat, roll the window down, just put the tin bit in her mouth. <laughs> she wanted it. Yeah, she wanted it this way. <laughs> she did. She wants a triple triple and she did. a tin bit in and her mouth. And one tin bit. Just one single honey dip tin bit. Oh no. Well, apparently Rosemary had been frequenting the, that Tim Hortons uh for years. She had been going there every day. Mm-hmm. People who worked at Tim Hortons and say that they knew her order. It was a cup of tea, one bag in, one bag on the side with nothing to eat. Hmm. So, there you go. They Just took a her. Tea? You think it would be like some, well, some you know, extreme order. They should have amped it up. Well, no, crash Gave her like a it. good farmer's wrap. When I go to when I go to Tim's, yeah. like if you were to take me for one last ride, yeah. Through the Tim's drive-through. You and I go to the Tim's drive-through all the time. Yeah. What are you getting me? Uh, I'll get you a steep tea. That's what I drink every yeah. time. You have the steep tea. Classic Marzi. Yeah. Steep tea with milk and one Splenda. And if it's breakfast, you may just get a, uh, and uh, what do you call it? The egg sandwich? Yeah, I don't mind that. That's no, it? No, but my, I, that's egg not classic. Cheese. You don't know me. What? That's... I thought you knew me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll get some sort of wrap, too. Oh, no, I like the everything bagel. Oh, with plain cream cheese. With butter and plain cream cheese. Do you want me to, like, stick that on your eyes? Yes. Yeah, two circles, no, 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 two actually, giant bagels. Because I really like the taste of it, just stick it in my mouth. <laughs> 
But <laughs> pull pull apart the bagel yeah. and make sure the part that you stick in my mouth is the cream cheese. Because one side never has cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to kind of spread it around yourself. And just slide it in your mouth. Just put it yeah. in there. I'll take you for a ride. Take me for a rip. I'll take you to the Humane Society. Yes, please do. Yeah. They'll, they'll appreciate that. Yeah. I'll, put you, I'll put you in the cat room. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> this, is suddenly, <laughs> this is suddenly not sounding very good. I'll go for lunch, come back. Cats are eating my face. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I've got that stupid bagel shoved in my mouth. Oh, yeah, right. They're licking your lips for the cheese. I'm serious now, family. Don't cry for me. Don't. <laughs> I, okay. I will have a bagel in my mouth and be propped up in a cat room. Mm-hmm. It it'll, will be it'll awesome. Happen. It will be awesome. It'll yeah. be a really good time. It's, it's good PR for the Humane Society. It is. It'll get people in there, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know if it will. <laughs> Alrighty, for those of you who are playing Pokemon Go, or maybe if your kids are playing Pokemon Go, uh, we've lots of stories, obviously, about people injuring themselves, looking down at their phones, twisting their knees, gathering in places. All in all, people are getting outside. Mm-hmm. The addictive cell phone game has led people to some unlikely places to collect their digital monsters, uh, including... This place is not good. The gates of a central California ranch that houses sex offenders. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Apparently, the game has a pokey stop at the outdoor sign of Sunny Acres. <laughs> Why would there be a character there? I have no idea. And the average age of people going to collect that character? 17. Oh, no. When Pokemon Go is taking you to the sex offender ranch? Yeah. Now, did these guys do their, guys and gals, did they do their time? Yeah, they did their time. And now they're just all grouped they're on all a ranch? They're all grouped together on this ranch trying to rehabilitate. And they created a pokey stop. There. And they created a pokey <laughs> stop. <laughs> that should not be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> Rehabilitation might not be working out for you if they created a pokey oh, stop at no. the gates of the sex offender ranch. It's like yeah. Temptation Island. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> all right, ever since I've seen the movie Final Destination, um, I've pretty much been convinced that every natural disaster or random instance of someone dying is a result of death claiming their soul mm-hmm. after being cheated out of it. Yeah. Usually it's a roller coaster one for me. Yes. You know, every time you cross the street, you're probably thinking, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Playing right? Frogger with the cars? You mentally prepare yourself for some sort of gruesome death, I would <laughs> imagine, <laughs> at some point. So, really, I can only assume that the woman in this story probably did something to cheat death and then it got her. Mm hmm. A thrill-seeking woman had her head sliced off by a speeding train as she exercised with her boyfriend next to the track. Why would you do that? You would think you would move before the train would come by, right? Did did he kill her? No. This happened in Russia. It was the Trans-Siberian Railway track. Mm -hmm. The woman was on top. Mm -hmm. She heard an approaching train, so she decided to stand up. Now, I'm not going to act this out. No, feel free to. (laughs) (laughs) But when you stand up, you lean forward. Oh, yeah, okay. Like that? Yeah. So, it was happening as the train was zipping by. Yeah. What? Why would you do that? Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're like semi thrill seekers. They are. That nobody the, in their right mind they were would looking do that for some sort train. of a rush. Yeah. yeah. And then she got up and then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the man that she was with said in an interview, quote, 
Had she remained in her previous position, she would have stayed alive. <laughs> Great quote. <laughs> That's the quote of the year right yeah. there. So please, if you're going to thrill seek next to speeding trains, mm-hmm. watch yourself. Well, just, yeah, just don't. Don't try that. Go far away. If the rumbling of a train track turns you on, mm-hmm. you can experience that rumble like 10 feet away. Yeah. You, can, you don't got to be right next to it. You can buy something that'll give you the rumble. That's right. Yes, you can. You can buy <laughs> you the rumble. You don't need the train. You don't need the You're train. You're fine. All right, guys. I pulled this story for you this morning just so you can all, uh, I guess, uh, cringe a little bit. Mm. Uh, a guy in Australia has pleaded guilty. The reason being is because he decided to help out his buddy. His buddy needed his left testicle removed. So his friend, who is an amateur surgeon... Said, freeze it up, buddy. I'll do the surgery for you. Hold on. What's an amateur surgeon? Me. I'm an amateur surgeon. I would never let you take a scalpel down there. Exactly. Oh. Alan George Matthews, who is 56 years old, said that he was removing tissue from the man uh, at his home north of Sydney. Apparently, the 52-year-old victim posted an online ad saying that he needed assistance with a medical issue. He said he'd been suffering for years after being kicked in the groin by a horse. Okay. <laughs> and he wanted his uh, his left testicle removed. Mm-hmm. So uh, this guy, Alan George Matthews, saw the ad and said, well, I'm an amateur surgeon. I will cut that out for you. He had to have been on drugs or something. No? No. Just a regular guy? Just he wanted- couldn't afford the operation, apparently. I don't know. And what happened? He cut it out. And he survived? Oh, yeah, he's alive. They're all alive. What? Everybody's good. But he went to the police saying, I'm not sure if I gave my total consent. What? Yeah. He posted an ad. <laughs> that's Looking that's for a, people. There's yeah. a lot of consent there. Yeah. Now, there is a thing with home surgeries, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you you would do your own medical. I'm not on my bits. No, like you wouldn't be, t- you know, cutting that out. But if there's something weird... Like, uh, you know, that probably a doctor should take care of. You would just take care of it. Like cut a, like a crazy mole off. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Take an X-Acto knife. Yeah. Now, Ginge, you admitted you haven't been to the doctor in 20 years. Yeah. If you needed a surgery or a mole cut off, you'd just get Rachel to do it, right? Obviously, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's much better than going to an actual (laughs) doctor. I don't get why this amateur surgeon's in trouble. Yeah, I don't get why he is either. He just responded to an ad. Would you the be? I wanted help. You wouldn't be in trouble for that here, would you? Like, let's say I did recruit you to remove a testicle of mine, mm-hmm. and then had second thoughts after. I couldn't go back and get Crash into trouble, could I? I don't know. If he your butchers ad, the job. If your ad is out, yeah, you posted the ad publicly, and I just responded. I'm like, well, I can make ten bucks. I feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying you ten dollars. <laughs> You wish. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on in Australia, though, that people... I have no idea. Just Joe, what's happening in Australia? Uh, officers raided his home, the guy who did the surgery, and they actually found medical equipment. So he was ready to go. Like, he mm. had the medical stuff on hand. So he just scours the internet and waits mm-hmm. for ads like this to be popped up. Yeah. I feel like I would have been a really good surgeon. Like, if I would have been a lot smarter and... Uh, you know, had my life together. <laughs> Got your together. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I, because that stuff does not bother me. You do have uh, nice, dainty fingers. I do, well. yeah. So you could be like a slice uh, here and, and a, a slice right uh, here. Yeah. I think you might be too short. 
What? What? Well, well give her a stool. No, but you got to be able to like lean over. You need to. I think you need a little more uh, dexterity. I think you're too tiny. Really? You never see short surgeons. Really? At least on TV. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> based on all the medical I don't know if I've met one in real life. <laughs> on Grey's Anatomy, the women are quite tall and slender. Can you picture a short surgeon, though? Yeah, I can picture a lot of short surgeons. I don't know now. Because you, you can adjust the bed height where you can reach over. Yeah, but then everyone else is going to be sore leaning over like the nurses assisting and stuff like that. Yeah. We, we probably have some surgeons listening. No, we don't. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. We're probably oh, yeah. like the ER room radio. Okay, sure. Right? Um, text us in some heights of uh, your of a group. surgeon. Yeah, of your surgeon let's, group. Let's just say on average, I, I bet they're taller than average surgeons are. You think? Yeah. Like, what are you talking? Like six feet? Yeah, I picture no. most surgeons tall. No, I'm picturing them like five, five. Uh, five. Five, five? Yeah, around there. Okay, well, here you go. My sister-in-law is a surgeon. She's five, four. Yeah, there. He didn't Bailey say she was on good. Grey's Anatomy is short. didn't say she was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surgeons can be short. I work in the hospital, and one of ours is only five feet tall. Mm. That's from Trina in the West. Right. Uh, people are saying uh, the tables go up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would have been a good surgeon. I yeah, you can because that stuff doesn't reach. bother me. Yeah, does it? Would it bother you to slice open somebody? I, I don't get bothered by gore, but I think I would have. That's a thing to get over. Like you could just picture yourself yeah. cutting into someone's guts and yeah. pulling oh. out what's in there. I've right. actually thought about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm as medically. Up. Yeah, medically. Yeah, Me- yeah medically. <laughs> I'm obviously. locking up all the exacto yeah. knives. <laughs> uh, this text here says my plastic surgeon is short and he's amazing. Name and number, please. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, no, uh, of course. And then Doctor Bailey is always standing on a stool. Yeah, I think I would have been a good. Uh, yeah, you a could totally pull it off because it doesn't. Yeah, and I, you have gentle fingers. I do. I'm gentle. I'm nice. I'm a nice person. I see yeah. those hands. Surgeon hands. I oh, heard they're all shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Too much booze last no, night. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that scalpel. I didn't say the cuts were going to be straight. <laughs> it's like someone took a cheese grater to your stomach. I just, uh, I just, I'm a nice person. I have compassion. Yeah. Well, you that's know? not a surgeon. Yeah, you have to have, you have to be compassionate. You could be uh, a prepper, a surgery yeah. prepper. Because you're, you're getting everyone in the, the right mood to be like, yeah, you're going to have a great time when we cut you open. You're describing like a Walmart greeter, not a surgeon. Like, I'm good with kids. I, I'm great with stickers. Always have a smile. <laughs> so those are the qualifications, yeah. right? It's all surgeon yeah. needs. still think I would have been a good surgeon. Yeah. All righty, a couple of things going on in sports. First of all, Edmonton Eskimos had a great finish for the third straight week. They came back to beat Winnipeg 26. 16. Sorry, Crash. That's right. Mike Riley threw for an incredible 465 yards. The Eskimos are now 2-1 and one on the season, and they dropped the Bombers to a 1-3 and three start for the year. Not looking good for the Bombers. No. And their start. Toronto Blue Jays' second half of the season starts tonight in Oakland, and the Jays are sitting with their best record at the break since 1992, and that was the year they won their first World Series, which is pretty cool. Jays are in a playoff spot right now, and it looks like it's going to be a fun time to be a Jays fan again this, yeah. this year. Ginge is cracking the beers. All right, it's going to be a nice day today. We are going to see a mix of sun and cloud. Uh, 21 for the high, which is really nice. It is 620, and we're sitting at 12 degrees. Good morning. By the way, 
I'm correct on uh, the average height of surgeons. It's about five. Between five and five five. Yeah, I'd be a great surgeon. Yeah. My height's right in there. And they use stools. Yes, no they do. No problem. Yes, they do. What if your stool gets a little wobbly? Do you well, stab people? Yeah, you do. Like, you oh, slip. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right into Whoops. your heart. It's a good thing they're asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsies. Brutal. All right. uh, This is interesting. For those of you who are not going out uh, tonight or tomorrow or for the weekend, Mm. there's a new survey that's out that found that four out of five people make up excuses to get out of a social event. Oh, absolutely. A majority of the time, ours... We get invited to certain things. We're like, mm. yeah, I know you're right. Right? I used to not be that way. I know. I used to go to everything. Me too. I used yeah. to be, And when I wasn't invited to something, I was like, what is wrong with me? Yeah, you had FOMO. I had FOMO big time. Yeah. Now it's like... Now uh, it's like, uh, oh, yeah, we'd love to go. I just don't like committing to things either, right? I know. 55% of people admit that they do it regularly, and 16% of people say they do it constantly. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, it means if a friend cancels, are you? There's pretty good odds that they're lying about why they're not going out with you. <clears throat> now, the main reasons why people make excuses to get out of social situations is, first and foremost, because they don't have the money. Mm. They don't oh, want to yeah. go out and drop 100 bucks at a bar or a restaurant. The top three things that people do... As opposed to going out and hanging out with friends, sleep, yeah, eat, mm-hmm. or watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, think about it too. A Friday night used to be like, yeah, let's go tie one on. It used to be a good Friday night for me is just kicking it back and oh. watching TV. And you know what? If I fall asleep by ten, I'm okay. With I'm it. okay with it too. Yeah, I'm okay. Judge me all you want. Yeah. I'm okay. I mean, the thing is, is when you for everybody who's up right now. Anybody who gets up at a really early morning time Mm -hmm. knows that your evening social life is basically gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have one. It's non-existent. If you do try having one, you feel like a complete bag of, you know what, the next day. You pile some kids on top of that, and now you're a real loser. Ginge, when was... (laughs) This was all one elaborate setup. (laughs) You love going out. Yeah. You love it more than anything. I do. Is it because... It's something you know you can't do. No, I've just always, uh, I've always just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Even like, uh, I guess about the staying up late on Friday and Saturday night, I still try and stay up as late as I can. Do you? Yeah. You don't enjoy just going to bed nice and early? Like at nine o'clock yeah. if you're like, oh, it's up Friday. Knowing that you're not going to wake up hungover. I know, but I hate having to go to bed like at nine during the week. I yeah. know, it sucks. So on a Friday and Saturday, I try and like stay up as late as I can. Really? Yeah. What, now, what's what's late? What are you pushing for? Midnight. <laughs> oh, midnight. Okay, yeah, yeah that's enough. pretty late, actually. Yeah. I'll give you that. But I, really won't, like, I feel like I have to, because otherwise, like, oh, I went to bed at 9 o'clock every night last week. Mm-hmm. Like, that's no life to live. It is no life to I live. I don't want that life. If you didn't have the children, yeah. do you think that you would still try to go out every Friday and Saturday night? At least one of them, yeah. If a group of peeps invited you on a Wednesday night, are you going? Oh, not now. No. <laughs> that's where you guys could use a kid. What? You want to get out of things. That's a built-in excuse. Oh, I know. I see everybody around here do it all the time. (laughs) All the time. No, I just say my cat's sick. Oh, yeah. It doesn't hold the same weight. It doesn't hold the same weight. Like Trigger has a cough. Yeah. That's that's insulting to your 
the host of the party who invited you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it is insulting because at least like if when we invite Ginger and Rachel out and they turn us down every single time. Yeah, that it's happens. always because of got a baby. The kids, yeah, they got the kids. Those are legit reasons, FYI. Right, and you guys. <laughs> so if Ginger invites you out and you're like, oh, Triggers has this crazy cough. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, he has a gnarly cough. I'll record it for you. Like Crash is really not like us. <laughs> <laughs> Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. All right, this story here is, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's interesting. And I think that it's funny how, as time goes on, things change. Uh, courts down in the States are now saying that parents are going to be legally responsible if your underage children drink. Now, attorneys are saying that it's a wake-up call for the so-called, quote, cool parent. And that, of course, is parents who are providing alcohol to underage kids. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, if you've got a bunch of, uh, you know, young people in your house... You're letting them. You're letting them drink. In other words, are we talking to the point of like getting drunk? Like their friends come over, everyone's drinking, and you're like sixteen. Yeah, that kind I, of thing. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. If everyone's having a really good time, uh, right now in Maryland, they're saying that if parents get busted providing alcohol to people under the legal drinking age, they will be charged with providing alcohol to minors. Hmm. Even if the parents aren't the one giving the booze, yeah. they're just allowing the booze to be drank in their home. Yeah, I, you know what? I don't think I would allow that. And that's how times have changed. Right? Did your mom and dad let you guys? No. That was a flat nope. out absolutely not. Absolutely not. There was yeah. no way. There was really no drinking going on in the house. No yeah. drinking, no drugs or anything. So we just took it elsewhere. But we did have one of our buddies. Their mm-hmm. parents were like, whatever. And so we would always go there. And you would drink your yeah. faces off. And then the parents would come home loaded and you're like, hey, what's up? And everybody's drunk. Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I was probably about 15. Where'd you get your booze? Um, one of the uh, older brothers or sisters. It always buy. is. Yeah. yeah. In the local small town that I partied in. I bought booze for my brothers. Yeah. Would they wait outside the liquor store or you would just go buy No, I would just back? go buy. And it was like, I'm a lot older than my Did brothers. Did you charge them a premium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because when I was when I turned eighteen, and even before that, I had a fake ID. Mm-hmm. So I've literally been buying alcohol since I was like fifteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> but would sixteen? You, actually, I should say probably sixteen. But would your parents let you and your friends over? No, like fifteen, sixteen-year-old well, Mars have some drinks. I'm just trying to think. Not fifteen, sixteen, eighteen. Yes. Well, yeah, legal 18, age. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But I remember having friends over and they would bring booze. Now, I don't, maybe my parents didn't know about it because they had other children to deal with. Mm -hmm. But we used to sit in the basement and have drinks. Yeah, I can see that. You're not sitting with your parents drinking. No, I never sat with my mom and dad and drank. Yeah. But as a kid, I just never drank at home. I would have like one beer if, uh, if people were drinking, they're like, ah, have a beer. And you're like, Ugh, gross. Ugh. And I'm like, oh god, it tastes so good. <laughs> <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. Four eight nine four six six nine. Join the conversation now. now radio. Right. All right, we're talking about whether or not uh, you were allowed to drink in your home under age. 
Or uh, did you have a friend, because we all had one, whose parents, you had the house that you could go to drink at. Mm -hmm. The parents allowed you to do it. Uh, I want to read you guys this text here. Uh, It says, hey guys, good morning. Uh, I went for Christmas to New Zealand with my family. I wanted to go out on New Year's with my cousin. So my parents helped me make a fake ID. They changed my birth date from 1993 to 1990. They put clear nail polish on it so they couldn't scratch it off. Then they wrote severely allergic to peanuts over the words won't be 18 till 2011. And on the hologram at the back, my mom put call mom if having reaction Mm -hmm. with her phone number. And it worked. What? That's from Anna. So her parents made her a fake ID. They doctored the fake ID. The whole thing. Wow. So she could go out to the bar Why would you put in New Zealand. Uh, allergic to peanuts. Because on you have to put something there. Like fill the. Uh, yeah, because it's written will not be eighteen until this date. Yeah, and you cover that up. Yeah, so you had to cover that up. So mom was <laughs> severely allergic to peanuts. And it worked. Yeah, uh, Skyler, how are you doing today? I'm not bad. I was just listening to what you guys were saying about uh, drinking in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My friend's mom, she used to look after the five of us, and she had no reason to do this, but uh, she thought that it was best to have her kids and her kids' friends drinking at her house because then she knew that we were safe. Yeah, you yeah, do there was see always, a lot of that. And yeah. there was always that one, that one, you always have one friend. Yeah, you, yeah. The one friend with the yes. party mom, the cool yeah. mom. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. Would she buy you guys booze? No, see, at the time, I was 16, but my friends were all 18, so sure. they would buy the booze, but we had no place to go. Yeah. Um, so it was either we try and sneak me into the bar or we would um, end up going to some shady party with some really shady stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been to a few of those. Mm-hmm. That or you'd yeah. go and you'd drink in the park. Yeah, or in the park at the gazebo. That was yeah. our spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, huh. And then she was also afraid that we'd get into drugs if we started going to these parties because... So she wanted you guys at her place to kind of control the situation. To control situation. what happened for yeah. her own... She got, like, anxiety if she thought about us being out too late. <laughs> Did it work? It, well, yeah, it worked. Yeah. I mean, we weren't... Uh, we weren't uh, sober, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> we definitely... We had a place to sleep, and that was really... That was, like, a, a nice safety thing. Yeah, it was a nice safe area. Would she party with you? Um, no, but she would stay up with us. She found it very entertaining, the topics that we'd come up with. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know she was drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had a few sometimes, yeah. It She's was, like, um... Hey, Skylar, yeah. I got my eyes on you. Skylar, how old are you again? <laughs> 16? Snap, Crash, and Mars. Search Crash and Mars on Snapchat. Join the conversation. Now radio. Okay, yep. here's a few things that are going on. Uh, first of all, I do have to start off the news with some tragic stories this morning. Hopes of finding a missing five-year-old girl alive vanished yesterday after searchers combing through a rural property found the body. They believe that to be of Talia Lay Marsman. Uh, the Amber Alert, of course, is now cancelled. At a somber news conference yesterday, Calgary police revealed that by the time they were called earlier this week, they do believe that the child had already died. Just tragic so, ending. They also announced that they had a, charged a suspect, Edward Delton Downey, 46 years old, with the murders of the girl and her mother, 34-year-old Sarah. Uh, now, you might remember, mom's body was found Monday night in the home she shared with her little girl. The next day, the Amber Alert was issued. 
But on Thursday afternoon, that was yesterday, searchers near Chestermere, Alberta, found the girl's body near a roadway and police issued a news release canceling the alert. Now, right now, the cause of the death is not known. An autopsy is going to be held today. Right now, uh, the guy that they charged is being held on two first-degree murder charges, and uh, he was in front of a judge last night. Mm-hmm. What a tragic end. Everyone was holding out that they were going to find her alive. And everyone had hope with the luggage. Yes. Like, well, hopefully someone's uh, caring for her. And yeah, then she could was, just be dropped off somewhere, yeah. but unfortunately, no. Terrible news last night. Uh, elsewhere, in Nice, France, 84 people are dead after a truck attack at a celebration for Bastille Day. A truck decided to drive right into a crowd of celebrating people. Bastille Day is much like uh, Canada Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver of the truck also fired shots into the crowd <sighs> before being shot and killed by police. The truck was loaded with a bunch of weapons. Yeah, grenades, uh, grenades and yeah. guns. Yeah, uh, This is a frightening story. It does have a good ending, though. An eight-month-old baby mm-hmm. that was with uh, mom at that celebration for Bastille Day was separated in all of the chaos. <sighs> so she went on Facebook yeah. and said, I don't have my eight-year-old, my eight-month-old kid, yeah. my baby. She posted on Facebook, I lost my baby eight months. Nice friends, if you've seen him, if you were there, if you have collected, please contact me if you know where my baby is. The post also included a picture of the infant. It was shared over 22,000 times. Another post that included a description of the child's stroller because the baby was in a buggy. Yeah. And then everyone just ran. And then and everybody then, yeah. ran and all that chaos. Uh, mom and the buggy got separated. How terrifying. And you're just thinking worst case scenario, right? You're, of course you are. With all the the carnage that's uh, around you. Mm-hmm. You would just think worst case scenario. How long were they separated for? Uh, hours. Oh. Hours, hours, hours. Uh, the good news is, though, is that a woman found the eight-month-old in the buggy. Yeah. And in the midst of the panic, Just ran. took off, yeah. Just saw the baby, saw nobody with the baby buggy, and yeah. she ran. Uh, she, of course, contacted the mom and said, like, I have your baby. Holy Dropped crap. it off at the police station. Yeah. Mom met baby. Baby's fine. Mom's back with baby. That woman's like, oh, my God, this isn't my baby. Yeah. You know. That's that's a good, good you know story what, coming though? out of that. But I would do the same. Oh, absolutely. If there's some crazy there, stuff going down and you see a random baby, you take the baby. You take the baby. Yeah. You take the baby and you go. Get and, the baby to yeah, safety, And you right? can post on social media or something. Yeah. Or just, just comb through everything. Yeah. Uh, a lady brought the baby boy back to safety, which was really nice. Uh, the family refusing to do any interviews, though, with media. They're uh, like, listen, yeah. we got our kid. Just Beat please it. go away. I, we don't. After watching that horrific incident happen. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. Then losing the baby. I'm not watching TV. Yeah. I'm, We're just going to go and give our baby lots of love. Mm-hmm. All right. Edmonton drivers are getting a great summer surprise as the city has announced the 102nd Avenue Bridge will be open this morning. Yeah. Starting at 10 o'clock, one lane in each direction will open to vehicles and pedestrians. There will be two lanes of traffic open in each direction during rush hours starting this afternoon. Now, they're only going to open up that one lane uh, during off-peak hours to allow work to be finished on the bridge during the summer and the fall. Rails do still need to be installed. I was joking about that. (laughs) No, you're right. (laughs) You were right. 
and the concrete median on Groat Road has to be replaced. So if you are using the 102nd <laughs> Avenue Bridge, you will Seriously? see some construction still going on. But listen, the bridge was initially set to reopen in September. Mm. The city is crediting good weather and hard work for the early opening and businesses in that area couldn't be happier. So guys, we're going to open the bridge, but just make sure you pay attention to the orange caution Yes, tape. and be careful for guys working on the wow. bridge as well. Alright, remember we had the story the other day about the uh, about the eagle? Yeah, the crazy eagle. Do you remember that? It was yeah. at a, uh, a park in Australia where the eagle tried to take off with the boy. Mm-hmm. Well, now down to Calgary we go. Oh no, it's happening again? They've got a bird problem. Oh. Calgary Stampede revelers might want to keep a firm grip on their cowboy hats <laughs> after reports a hawk has been swooping down at people trying to get into the stampede grounds. <laughs> Is it trying to take hats? Uh, apparently, the hawk is nesting with her two babies, and yeah. she is not happy oh. that this is going on. There must be a nest, like, right in the center of the stampede. Yeah, it's just outside one of the park's entrances. Mm. So as everybody's walking in with their straw cowboy hats on, yeah. this hawk's like, <laughs> taking, <laughs> taking them. A man in his 50s had to be treated at a clinic on Tuesday after a close encounter with protective mum hawk. Wow. What, do, what do you mean he had to be treated? Oh, I feel like that's a little dramatic. Like, did the hawk get him, or it just spooked him and he tripped? No, I think it. I think it got him. I think like the talons like scratched his face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do if I saw that go down in front of me. Right? <laughs> well, it's not fun. No, you know you don't want any. You don't want that to happen. Organizers have posted warning signs around the area. And they sent an email to staff warning them about the bird. The sign says, alert, aggressive hawk in the area. Proceed with caution. <laughs> Man, I'm so pumped for this. Stampede. Yeah. Yep. Ah! <laughs> oh, Delphi! Oh! No, my cowboy hat. This is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that would be terrifying, it actually. It would be terrifying. <laughs> kind of live in that moment. Yeah. Oh. And then uh, when you go. <laughs> Maybe now, I would be treated. This particular hawk, the, it's called the Swainson hawk. It's a protected bird in our province. Mm-hmm. So, so nobody can attack you it. You cannot touch this bird. <sighs> Under the Alberta Wildlife Act, you'll be charged if you harm the bird. Oh. So if the bird comes down and attacks your face, sucks to be you. <laughs> I know you're a protected bird. Stop with the eyes. <laughs> Down protected birds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess some wildlife officers went and had a look, and they said that the hawk, the mum hawk, she's doing really well, mm-hmm. super healthy, but she is in an overprotective state. She does have two babies, and they say that she has firmly requested with wildlife officers that we do not disturb her nest. <laughs> <laughs> Can't move the nest or you, do anything. No, you no. cannot. So people are just being warned to either not use that entrance. <laughs> Or just to... Uh, it's like a new ride. Keep your head down. It's a new attraction. Yeah, indeed. You want to run the gauntlet? That's right. All right, when it comes to country comparisons, Canada often comes out near the top, right? Because mm-hmm. we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. Well, in this particular study, Canada is right near the bottom. Oh, no. What is the study? The cost of air travel. Oh, yes. Canada places 124th out of 141 countries on the cost of competitiveness of its travel and tourism industry. What does that mean? Well, us being near the bottom means we are one of the most expensive countries to travel. So ridiculous, too. Like, when you just want to price out, like, a quick little trip, like, if you want to explore Canada, it's pricey. 
If you're not driving and you're flying, it's pricey. Yeah, well, for our friends who have family back east. Yeah. Who are working here. Shoot me a quick text. How much does it cost you to fly your family to Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, New Brunswick? Mm-hmm. I All remember, is thousands of dollars. Yeah. I remember move, uh, moving from Winnipeg to Halifax and had to fly there. Yeah. The price of that? Holy crap. Thank God work paid for that one. But jeez. Right? Here's the thing. Question, Crash. You have family in Newfoundland. Yeah. In order to visit them mm-hmm. from Edmonton to Newfoundland, I have let's to sell my car. Yeah, let's <laughs> say let's say if you want to fly there, mm-hmm. it's twenty three hundred bucks. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. Are you visiting family, or are you spending two grand on a trip to Mexico? Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say I love yeah. you guys. You can meet me in Mexico. Yeah, but the winters here in Edmonton blow. <laughs> so I've only I've only got two grand to either go to see you or to go see some sunshine, and I'm going to the sunshine. Right. I think majority peeps would make that decision. That's a tough one. I would imagine. Guys, if you were put in that situation, it's 2300 bucks to fly to see your family, or you can go to Mexico. Which one are you doing? Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I mean, we are obviously going to Mexico. We 100%, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one here is to say, guys, I was looking last night to fly from Halifax, round trip Edmonton, with a seat sale, 740 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one here says, my partner and I are flying to New Brunswick on Thursday to see his family. The best deal we could find was 1350 Yeah, right? Uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. What's this? $5,000 for four people return? <laughs> Five grand? That's flying to the Maritimes? Yeah, that's yeah. flying out east to visit family this that's summer. That's insane. See, guys, save your cash and just go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> guys, January sucks. January sucks so bad. Go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Your family, they they can join you there. Or you can Skype them uh, this from one, the beach. <laughs> this one here says not Mexico. Um, but if you change that to Cuba, I will ditch my family to go to Cuba. Sure. Yeah, any, go wherever you want. Any hot destination. Yeah. Right? Because realistically, do you want to hang out with the family that long? Yeah, I know you don't. Is the family worth five grand? No. <laughs> <laughs> so here says, we go to Cape Breton, Nova Scotia every summer and winter. It costs anywhere around $1,000 each person. Ooh, yeah. It is ridiculous. That's from Corrine. Uh, someone just texted that or posted on the app. They went to Vienna for 1200 bucks. See? You want to go to Vienna or see your family? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So here it says, in Europe, I flew from Barcelona to London for $20 round trip. Excuse me? Yeah. That's like in the States. Like if you go down to, oh, if yeah, you want right. to fly like Vegas to Los Angeles. Yeah, it's like 55 it's bucks. It's like 55 bucks. Yeah. You can just go to the airport and be like, you know what? I feel like spending the day in LA. Yeah. Catch uh, American Airlines Wouldn't that be or nice? whatever and go. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice to be able to walk into the airport right now and be like, you know what? We're going to go shopping in Calgary for the day. 55 yeah. bucks. You know what? I bet That'd you. Be sweet. I bet you if they uh, uh, had like an express jet. Back and forth. I bet you it'd be full all the time. Do you time. think it would, or do you think we don't have the population to make the business viable, lucrative? I don't know. I think a lot of people do business dealing, so they'd take that after the show. You yeah. probably have no problem. You and your mom go fly down there, do some shopping. You know what? If I and if I could like go to the airport and let's say just fly out to Vancouver, yeah, for one hundred and fifty bucks, yeah, I'd go for the weekend. Absolutely, do some interviews. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, if you are spending a lot of money on travel, believe me, uh, everybody in Canada is because we failed miserably <laughs> during that study. Mm-hmm. All right. Pokemon's got to catch them all mantra can lead to some dangerous situations. And I've got a new one for you. The San Diego Union Tribune newspaper there has reported that two men fell off a cliff in California while playing Pokemon Go. We just said this would happen. One man dropped about 15 meters while another fell 24 and landed on a beach. The good news is, is both men are alive and are going to be okay they were transported to hospital with moderate injuries. We're all acting like lemmings. Isn't that weird? Right? We are. You set the path and you go. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. And you don't stop walking yeah. until you fall off a cliff. You know, I know Nintendo's like, yeah, we made this app. No, it's aliens. Aliens made the app so they can watch us from up there and see were everyone there, just... Were there little lemmings? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. Uh, this study here says that nearly 80% of drivers have admitted to expressing significant anger, aggression, or road rage behind the wheel at least once in the last year. These numbers are crazy. Are you ready for mm. the results of this study? Purpose- purposely tailgating someone, 51% of people said that they have done it. Yeah. They've gotten mad and tailgated. I had a guy do that to me yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then he... Uh, well, people just follow you really close. They, I, I know. know have why. you noticed yeah. that? And I'm not a slow driver yeah, you're either. you're not driving way below the speed Mm-mm. limit. They just ta- tail you. They I don't love know why. tailing me. People doing it on purpose, 51%. Yelling at another driver, 47% of people admitted to doing it. Honking to show that you're annoyed or angry, 45% <laughs> of people. So you're not honking because that person isn't moving. Yeah. You're honking because you're frustrated. So you're like, uh, yeah. oh yeah. Or you like speed up beside someone because yeah. they cut you off and then you lay on the horn and yell at them. 33% of people said that they make angry gestures at people, whether it's waving your arms, giving the finger. Mm-hmm. Come on. We've all given the finger, right? Uh, I do not give the finger. Come on. You've, you must have given the finger at one point. I, if someone cut you off or did something in traffic, I can't you, remember. You sped up beside them, no. and you're like, "No, no, I've never not. done that." <laughs> it feels so good. Doesn't no? I can't remember the last time I angrily gave someone the finger. I do it jokingly. I like the, like if someone says something snarky to me here, I'm like, "Oh, come on." Yeah. Right. But not in traffic. No, I don't pull up at a red light, and I'm like, "You know what? I'm you." <laughs> <laughs> I've done these slow drive-by on the Henday too. Have it's you? just like, oh, yeah. The slow middle Yeah, finger? yeah. And I've been given that one, too. I'm like, damn, <laughs> they mean business. <laughs> I find I've it quite been humorous. given it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. given it. I when don't... you're given it, it's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> 24% of people said that they tried to block another vehicle from changing lanes because they were mad. 12% said that they admitted to cutting off another vehicle on purpose. Mm-hmm. 4% of people surveyed said they have gotten out of their vehicle to confront another driver and 3% uh, have bumped or rammed another vehicle out of anger. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I've done the uh, deliberately uh, like slowing someone down. Yeah. You can see like a speed demon coming up behind you. I'm like, I don't think so. And you see he cuts in the slower lane to pass and I've done it so he can't go. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) 
Don't do that. Well, don't speed. Slow her down, <laughs> but buddy. But you're not the police. Well, someone's got to protect everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the police aren't there. No, I am. <laughs> you are not road protector crash. I got a badge. Yeah. Uh, what's that counselor's name? Michael Oshry? Oh, yeah. The yeah. Oshry fella. He decided uh, to put some roadblocks in where my parents are. So they've he's blocked off neighborhoods from going... From like one neighborhood to another. Basically, the middle class neighborhood can't go into yeah. the rich neighborhood all anymore. The traffic's directed in front of a school now. It's, it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. I should take some pictures of the barricades that they put up. They're hideous. They all say South End LRT, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, someone... city, you dropped your garbage off in my parents' neighborhood. You want to go pick it up? Yeah. There's so many people <laughs> to blow right through there, right? But there's a guy, because of they've set up these barricades, there's this crazy dude that now sits and feels that he needs to patrol you Mm -hmm. if you drive across the street from one neighborhood into the other and apparently like follows you and gives you the finger I haven't, I haven't experienced uh, it yet. We should go I, yeah, drive by there. Do a little drive by. I'll do my slow motion drive by too. <laughs> what does that just give everyone the finger in the window here? Yeah, but yeah, apparently because that's been set up, this guy feels that he has to police it, yeah. like it's his job. <laughs> so he's doing slow fingers, and mm-hmm. he's really mad about it. I like to patrol when I'm moving, not just sitting. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Alrighty, uh, in sports, Toronto Blue Jays' second half of the season starts tonight in Oakland. And the Jays are sitting with their best record at the break since 1992. That was the year they won their first World Series. The Jays are in a playoff spot right now, and it looks like it's going to be a pretty good time to be a Jays fan again, which is cool. Stanley Cup is on its way to meet Sidney Crosby in Nova Scotia this weekend. It did some water sliding, though. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Zatkoff has it, had his day with the Cup. And he took it golfing, and he and some buddies also took it down a water slide. Damn. Yeah, there he goes with the Stanley Cup, which is neat. And the Edmonton Eskimos had a huge game yesterday. They came back to beat Winnipeg 20-16. to Mike Riley throwing for an incredible 465 yards. All right, nice day today. We are going to see a mix of sun and cloud. 21 for the high. It is 722, and we're sitting at 14 degrees. Good morning. Okay, this is uh, this is interesting. Ontario has announced that they're going to be launching uh, a new program, July the fourteenth. So that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they obviously launched it. Yeah. What it is is it's a whistleblower program. Now, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that they want the good people of Ontario who are working to keep an eye on their companies mm-hmm. and to keep an eye on their bosses. Mm-hmm. The reason being is if you can provide the Ontario government with information if your boss is doing insider trading, accounting fraud, oh, market manipulation. The old whistleblower deal. The old whistleblower deal. Yeah. They will pay up to $5 million for you to tip them off. Now, obviously, this sounds like people who work for like an investment firm mm-hmm. or uh, people who you know have to deal with... Like taxation stuff. Sure, yeah. exactly. A books, accounting, yeah. like that kind of Where stuff. fraud probably happens quite a bit. Right. Yeah. They will pay you up to $5 million. They'll pay you $5 million? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to go creep in the accounting department. (laughs) (laughs) Whistleblower. Yeah, if you give them legit information that they can follow up on to bust, uh, like, companies and more. They'll also provide you with protection for those of you who come forward. So, would it be anonymous? Like, it'll never come back that you ratted them out. That's right. 
They'll protect you. They will protect you. Now, they originally capped payments to tipsters at $1.5 million, but they said, hey, you know what? We're going to up that ante because obviously, Canadians, we need a lot more. I mean, we Mm -hmm. just talked about the price to fly. Come on, what's (laughs) 1.5? Peanuts. So $5 million, they've they've upped it to. Hmm. Uh, They say that uh, it was too little in compensation to have people risk their jobs. And that $5 million is the magic number for senior executives to risk losing a lucrative job right? or to be blacklisted from their industries. But you shouldn't be blacklisted because it would never come out that you ratted them out. So you'd just be like, oh, my God, I had no idea. Oh, I uh, Scotty was a fraud? Yeah, no okay. idea, right? First of all, you're a terrible actor. What do you mean? Because if we all found out that Scotty was going to jail yeah. here and Crash comes around the corner, oh my God, you guys! <laughs> guys, did you hear about Scotty? <laughs> Is that obvious? We would, we would clearly all know that you blew the whistle oh, damn. on stupid Scotty. <laughs> Really? Right. It's that obvious? Yeah, it's it's that obvious. <laughs> Holy moly! Yeah. He's a fraud. I thought it would be fun to do our own little like confession here. Mm-hmm. Our own little whistleblowing, one might say. Yeah, think about all the previous jobs you had. <laughs> if you could whistleblow on something, yeah. what would it have been on? What sketchy stuff to have, have you seen go down? Maybe, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be going down right now. Mm-hmm. And if it is, you can text us anonymously. Yeah. But maybe in your past at jobs... And it doesn't have to be to this scale, like insider trading and market manipulation. But mm-hmm. I have, I have a, I have a, I have a story for you. Did you do it? No, I found out about it afterwards. Though it involved uh, a Tim Hortons, Uh-oh. a brown skirt, oh, and theft. Oh, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Call Crash and Mars four eight nine four six six nine. Join the conversation now. All right, we're talking about the uh, the sketchy stuff that you've seen go down at work. And maybe it was like in a, in a past job because Ontario has announced a new whistleblowing um, policy. Basically for insider trading, market manipulation, they will pay you up to $5 million if you come forward with some pretty good information for the Ontario government. Provincial government. Change. It is. So we're doing like our own little whistleblowing here for mm. the most part. And maybe it was in the past. Uh, of sketchy stuff that you've seen go down uh, where you work. When I worked at Tim Hortons, the one manager that everyone hated, she was such a bitch. <laughs> oh my God, like 14-year-old Marzi just yeah. hated her. Uh, she ended up getting busted for skimming from the tills. So They you would, fired her on the spot. So all you guys would watch her, but you would never rat her out? Yes. Well, I didn't see it. Mm. I think she was like a, like a, she had like magician hands. Oh, fast fingers. Fast fingers. Yeah. Fast fingered Betty. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, kids, this is a time when people paid with cash. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, They did. They paid with cash. Wooden coins. And they used to order (laughs) coffees with smokes in their mouths. (laughs) Weird. That's weird when you think about that. Yeah. Yeah. And she was canned on the spot. Yeah. And she used to scream at us uh, young people because I was 14 and then I worked with two Jewish kids, Aubrey mm. and Ira. Oh, we had so much fun. Yeah. And she used to scream at them. Oh. And the reason why she screamed at us was to keep us as far away as possible from her so we wouldn't catch her stealing. Mm. I think Aubrey ended up busting her. Think and she, he was like 15. I think she got away with a whole bunch of cash. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think it was thousands. Gee. And yeah. then they fired her and it was a great day. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right to Sarah here. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good. Okay, so uh, if you had a chance to whistleblow on an old workplace, what would it be? 
Uh, I used to work in a warehouse about a year ago, and one of my supervisors was a crack addict. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. He, I guess before I started working there, he had been questioned before, so yeah. instead of keeping it in his work locker, he started keeping it in certain corners of the warehouse where no one would usually go. Yeah. And when it was slow or when there wasn't a lot of work to do, he would go back there and he'd get just messed. And a few of my coworkers and I we're going around the corner one day working we see him doing this yeah. and we're like oh my god is that what we think it is and he basically just said don't tell anybody like you'll never see me do it again and yeah. everybody always wondered why he worked so quickly and we found out <laughs> <laughs> he's so efficient <laughs> god he can really move the energy yeah, like, on him can't, we could not keep up with him he worked so fast wow so and nobody ever ratted him out uh, I guess after I quit, he did get caught, or mm. uh, I don't know if he got caught, but he got fired. I, the reasons I'm, I don't know because I don't know anybody that works there anymore. Well, but yeah, guess it's the crack. I know if I'm yeah. if I'm betting on it, I'm going to say the crack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah crack oh, is whack, guys. Huh? Crazy. Right. Okay, thanks so much for that, Sarah. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day, guys. You, you too. too. Take care. Bye bye. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. Alrighty, uh, we're talking about whistleblowing, and you guys are uh This is fun. These are fun. This one here, staying anonymous, says my old boss who was married was caught getting busy on the front desk of the office with a receptionist who wasn't his wife. Oh no. And shortly after that happened, his dad, so her boss. Yeah. Slept with the receptionist on the desk. Yeah. Dad, who owned the majority of the company, got mad and just sold it off from under his son. Oh, <laughs> damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh, listen to this one. I bet you this happens all the time. Says, good morning, guys. I worked at a ice cream joint as my first job. I saw I saw flies in the food and items not being cleaned. Uh-oh. And I was just like, this is so wrong. I talked to management. They did nothing. And they just left it. So I quit, called health services, and they closed it down. That was the it was it. that bad they just shut it down? Mm-hmm. Uh, one place that I worked at, it had a ice cream parlor attached to it, and I had to serve ice cream as well. Yeah. The machines are supposed to be clean, because you're dealing with dairy. Like, the soft ice cream oh, machines yeah. should be cleaned yeah. daily. Uh-huh. Management's like, no, don't worry about it. They'd be clean like once a week. Well, they were disgusting. At the end of the week, when you pull the things yeah. out, there's mold and just black stuff in there. You're like, Bleh! oh my it god, stinks. you know, like old milk yeah. when it's expired in the fridge. That's what it smelled like. So everybody in Enola, Manitoba, yeah, had you, the poops. You, yeah, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Filling septic tanks. <laughs> Rural Manitoba. Yeah, you dump, we pump. <laughs> <laughs> there was an odd number of uh, septic trucks. Well, yeah, because you're serving up moldy ice cream. <laughs> From that diarrhea. So everybody in Enola, St. Rita, rural Manitoba has, has the poops. <laughs> <laughs> did have an odor in the air, too. Yeah. Um, let's go to uh, Lindsay here. If you had a chance to whistleblow in an old workplace, uh, what would it be? Uh, well, I used to work at one of the dealerships in Edmonton, and... Uh, I was only there for about a month while it was happening, and I left, but he was, one of the service advisors was getting customers to pay in cash rather than debit machine, 
telling them that it wasn't working. So then he would pocket it and go home. And these bills are anywhere from, you know, 100 bucks to even up to $1,500. Damn. And I have no idea how the employer took so long to figure it out. But then they never ended up pressing charges. He just They just fired him. Really? Yeah. It took a firing and, and, they didn't, and they didn't have to pay anything back? Yeah, he just walked off to another job. Holy crap. They probably didn't want any bad publicity. Oh, maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How long probably. was he doing that for? Um, I think it was probably around two to four months. Mm. So he, he cashed in big yeah, time. Yeah, and fixes aren't cheap either, no, right? No, no. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of money. Damn. All right, Kay, thanks for that. No problem. Have a great one. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Call Crash and Mars. 489 Join the conversation. Now radio. Alrighty, here's a few things that are going on. Uh, I am just going to warn you. We do have uh, some really tragic news stories to start off uh, this cast with. First of all, hope it, hopes of finding the five-year-old girl who was missing vanished yesterday after searchers combing through a rural property found a body to be that of Talia Leigh Marsman. It's terrible. At a somber news conference, Calgary police revealed that by the time that they were called earlier this week, uh, the child was already dead. They also announced that they charged a suspect, Edward Delton Downies, 46 years old, with first-degree murders of the girl and her mother, 34-year-old Sarah. Just, uh, I mean, yesterday everybody was hoping, and with the news of the suitcase... Mm -hmm. That she was spotted with a suitcase. They're hoping that someone was just taking care of her. Yes. In some capacity, and unfortunately, it didn't turn out. Unfortunately, that way. it turned out in the worst way mm-hmm. possible. Uh, there is, uh, I guess, a connection between the guy who was charged and the family. He did know mom, dad, and the kid. Which is why, if you remember, when we were earlier, uh, when we were reporting this, there were signs of no forced entry mm-hmm. into the home. Was, uh, was that the guy on the surveillance chatting with the family? At they're not the saying Dairy yet Queen if that is. No. Yeah, uh, All they're saying is that Downey, the man who was arrested, was known to both parents yeah. and to the child. So, mm. Also, at least 84 people are dead following a truck attack on Bastille celebrators in Nice, France. The president of France says the attacks are, quote, of terrorist character. Uh, the party turned into panic yesterday and people scattered after a large truck w- drove onto the sidewalk and then into the crowd, leaving a trail of bodies over more than 100 meters. More people were wounded and the death toll is expected to rise as we move through the day today. The driver of the truck was shot and killed by police. And, and it's not a pickup truck. It's like a delivery truck. The truck was loaded with weapons and hand grenades. Mm-hmm. The truck driver also shot into the crowd before an exchange of gunfire with police. Another terrible story. All right, well, let's get to a better story for you guys. Edmonton drivers are getting a summer surprise. The city announced that the 102nd Avenue Bridge will be opening this morning at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So there you go. You'll be able to go in each direction, but just one lane. Without barricades. <laughs> rails. No, there is yeah. The rails still need to be installed. The concrete median on Grote Road has to be replaced, so they are still going to have construction going on that bridge. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get across, so that's good news. I bet you all the local businesses there oh, are they're, like, oh, they're thank God. celebrating. That bridge was set to be open in September, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's open early, so yeah. that's just really good news. I don't know if you guys saw any of these yesterday. Crash and I were clo- uh, combing through the photos. Funnel clouds spotted all around the area of the city in Sherwood Park. Yesterday. I know Mars rolled her eyes at this, but I swear I saw no, the one, you didn't. Uh, a, a few of them that are circulating on Twitter and Instagram and no. stuff. I saw a little spout 
I saw something stick out, but I didn't address it because I didn't think it was anything big. Several people took to social media Thursday night to share pictures of funnel clouds that were spotted on the northeast side of the city, Fort Saskatchewan, and Sherwood Park. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't you got any uh, funnel clouds out where you were? Nothing. Nothing? Uh, you I missed out. love to see a funnel cloud. <laughs> yeah, you did miss Wouldn't out. Wouldn't that be exciting? <laughs> well, it'd be exciting to see just a little one pop out. You obviously don't want the, the carnage that goes in the terrain. Yeah. But I've never seen like uh, that I haven't either. phenomenon in nature before. I've seen the little spouts. Never touched the ground, though. Yeah, How? I've never seen anything. As mm-hmm. soon as it dips down, as soon as there's like a, like a nipple in the sky, is that a funnel cloud? N- no. That's, con- no. that's a, just... A cold spout. Yeah. But how long does it need to be before you like know you're looking half, at a funnel cloud? Yeah, but I mean, like, to the ground? Is that then it's considered fun? I would go halfway. That's fair. I don't know. Because then it's like it's legit. It's getting real, right? Halfway funnel cloud. I'm getting out. <laughs> you think it's a funnel cloud before that? Oh yeah, I think you know that it's. But first, take a funnel selfie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funnel selfies, they're the thing now. <laughs> we yeah. had fish selfie, fish bra the other day. Yeah, now we it's did. Funnel and now we've got funnel selfies. This yeah. sounds like when does like a fetus become a life? Like how far along? Like when is a funnel cloud really a funnel cloud? Yeah. Someone tweet Josh Clawson right now. He may get upset over it. Yeah, he <laughs> might, but he'll, he might answer you though. Which yeah. is it like news. a length? I don't know. Or is I, it? I don't think there's a particular length. Is it like beauty? Is it just in the eye of the beholder? Like I, we get I to think the side. So, yeah, yeah. I know a funnel. Because someone would say like just a little wisp is a funnel. That's not a funnel, right? But some people would take a picture and be like, "Oh my god, funnel, funnel cloud!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Ginge. Mm-hmm. All right, this is kind of cool. Uh, if you've been upset with Pokemon Go all week because it strikes you as a silly waste of time, then you're probably going to jump for joy when you hear this news. Nintendo is re-releasing the classic Nintendo console this morning. Yeah! About time. Just like little Mario hopping from sewer pipe to sewer pipe, collecting all the floating coins along the way, it's going to be loaded with 30 of your favorite games. Now, it is going to be a mini version because we have our old uh, Nintendo. Well, yeah, we did a sketchy parking lot deal we in Spruce Grove with some teen. yes. And by the way, teen, it doesn't work. No, teen, you scammed us. <laughs> Got you guys. I want my 30 bucks back. It's true. It's true. Yeah, no matter how much you blow in it, or oh, try, yeah. it just doesn't work. Uh, so this is kind of cool. Uh, it's a mini version. It's the cutest thing ever. It plugs into your high-definition uh, t- uh, TV. Mm-hmm. They're not going to screw you over with like all those cables. Yeah. Um, so it's HDMI cable. Yeah. What about the controllers? Are they wireless? Please tell me. No, wireless. I don't think they are wireless. Really? I don't know, actually. I, I, think they are. I think they're Bluetooth. Yeah, they should be. Because it looks 2016. like they've got the plug-in on the front of the console. Oh, they do put giant plug-ins on it. It'd be sweet if it was Bluetooth, though. Yeah. And it yeah, comes just a little buddy. I like that. And it's stocked with games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Does can... it have the Super Mario suite? Got all three. All three. Oh, sweet. Uh, they figure it's going to run you about fifty nine ninety nine American, and I am totally getting. Oh, I'll these. get that. It's that cheap? Yeah. Isn't that really cheap? Well, the games aren't premium anymore. I mean, they're, <laughs> it's Nintendo. I know it's called like sixty oh thirty games. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, Metroid. Sweet. People are saying uh, it's the classic controller. You got to plug in. You do oh, have to plug it in. Okay. Better be a long cable. You don't need to go that retro Nintendo. Like, I like that it looks like the old classic Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. But make it wireless. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on you that. You know what's funny is, were you really good at Nintendo, Ginch? I was so good. So was I. And you were really good at it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try playing it now. You're oh, useless. I feel like an idiot. No, yeah. I still got it. No, no you I don't. I don't think you do. You should see these thumbs move. No, I don't think so. That was really slow. <laughs> <laughs> I slept on this hand weird. <laughs>
I used to be so good at it. I know. And we tried playing, um, it was at Mario 2 that we busted yeah. out the other day. We ended up like having to Google hacks for it and cheat codes. Oh. I know. I felt like an idiot. I couldn't get past like the third level. We found Rach's old one like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. Yeah. And I feel like I still had it. I still, you guys, you guys. That was old. the last time you played it. Six yeah, or six seven or seven years, years ago. Yeah. Oh, Since yeah, then, no. you've had numerous children. Yeah. 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 You sleep on your arms weird yeah. now. <laughs> Loss of blood yeah. in your hands. Those are my hitchhiking days when these thumbs were in shape. <laughs> Not anymore. All right, this is interesting. And uh, Ginge, if you can find this photo and get it up on the app for everyone, it's a photo that has people on the internet thinking that they're seeing something otherworldly. A man took a picture. Of a scene of a fatal motorcycle accident. Oh no! Okay. In Stanton, <laughs> Kentucky. Okay, you don't really see anything um, terrible because it's far away. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who saw the picture after he posted it are saying that they see the image of his soul leaving his body. What? Above an officer on the scene. The Did- one-person crash killed the motorcycle rider. And some believers think the picture captures the spirit. Now, in the photo, the image looks like there's a wispy, ghosty thing in the shape of a human body. I don't want to laugh at this because, chances are, he died, right? He's dead. Yeah. Um, It does look... It looks like the little man that's on the uh, bathroom door that says uh, men's washer. So you think it's photoshopped? It looks photoshopped. I'll throw a picture on the Snapchat, too. Yeah, it's up on the app there. It almost looks like, you're right, it looks like a really professional soul yeah. leaving. Like that soul's off to a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Right? It looks like the men's washroom logo. Okay, well, professional <laughs> picture guys uh, ran it through filters and tried to determine if it was, in fact, Photoshop. And, ph- photoshopped, and they said that uh, after doing their research that that is not a photoshopped picture mm-hmm. and that it is legit. Now, whether or not that smoke or steam... Coming from like the vehicles around, maybe because mm. you can see the ambulance, and then you can see where the people are standing, where the bike rider, you know, obviously crashed. Is it weird? I kind of don't like looking at that. I know people are freaking out about right? it this it's morning. Just it's weird. Like I'm trying to judge it if it's legit or not. But would ugh. that would that be better or worse if we could see souls leaving when someone died? Uh I don't want to see that. But it'd be good for like uh, like you the medical field. Souls you'd see flying around? Well, I don't want to see them after, but just for that like split second. When you, oh, that way like a doctor like knows ghost. that they should keep trying to like resuscitate someone. Like, oh, the soul's still in there. Well, I don't. I, 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 no, but I, I, see, right? I see what you're saying. So you know to keep going right. because like, so they the don't soul give up. hasn't. And then once it leaves, like, oh, let's go get lunch. <laughs> it's Because you know once it's the soul's no up at Arby's, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Uh, I have a close-up. Someone zoomed in. Okay. Of the picture here. There's... So there is the... You see that? Yeah. So someone zoomed in on that. And now they're saying that that is... uh, Mm. Crash does not believe it. I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Yeah. Photos... Every single photo is doctored nowadays. You would have to see that with your eyes. Yeah. The post sparked a wide array of comments... Um, some truly believing that something, you know, uh, supernatural was happening here, and others just completely, you know, said that it was the dumbest thing they've ever seen. I'd be a little more inclined to believe it if there was video, because it's a little tougher to doctor video. Is it though? We've played so many videos, well, and everyone's true, yeah. like, "Fake, 
But if it was like from a news cast. Like the newscast was live there being like this accident just happened and you see it live on TV. Oh, That's I see a okay, more I see what you're saying. No, not like Joe Blow's YouTube account. He's like, check this video out. There's yeah. spirits. Someone uh, texted in and wanted to know if it was a funnel cloud. Oh no, no, <laughs> it's not real. That's not well, that is we not can, we can assure you that is not a funnel cloud. <laughs> it's supposed to be the soul of that man's oh, body. No. I wish you guys weren't so funny tonight. <laughs> If someone took a funnel cloud selfie with that. It's his last one before he goes. (laughs) That's right. Okay, well, have a look at the picture. I think you posted the close-up, didn't you? I put the close-up in there, too. It's on our Snapchat, too, if you want to have a peek. So there you go, and let us know what you think. (laughs) All right, if you're uh, an older person and you love crossword puzzles, this story is for you. If you're an avant-garde artist that created a piece of art that looks like a crossword puzzle... In the back of your mind, you probably would expect something like this to happen. A 91-year-old German woman Mm -hmm. had to be questioned by police. Why? She decided to attend a senior citizen's tour of a museum in Nuremberg, Germany. She saw a work that was titled Reading Work Peace that featured the phrase, insert words. Okay. She didn't take that as art. She took that as instructions. Oh, no, no. The woman went into her purse, found a ballpoint pen, and started filling out the crossword puzzle (laughs) that was this dude's art. Can't believe nobody finished this. (laughs) (laughs) Cat. This was so easy. Tower. (laughs) The art piece was done in 1965 and is worth an estimated $89,000. Oh, no. Guys at the, I know. <laughs> Guys at the museum are now saying that the damage done cannot be undone and that she almost completely finished the giant puzzle. <laughs> how, uh, how did nobody stop her? Clearly it was a boring exhibit. Nobody was ever standing boring. around that. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was just a giant crossword. Yeah, it was a crossword puzzle. Yeah. There's no way a 90-year-old's going to get, like, we, we've talked modern art before. It's mm-hmm. pretty... Up to judgment about what's art. There's no way a 90-year-old is going to would ever think that that was art. She was probably excited, too, because at 90, maybe your vision's a little bit gone, and she's like, oh, my God, it's big. This is exactly <laughs> what I need. I can finally see it. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to bend over. It's straight it's- on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> now, they say they do realize that the lady didn't mean any harm. Uh, but nevertheless, the museum couldn't avoid making a criminal complaint. Oh. She is she's not going to be arrested or anything. Yeah. But uh, for insurance purposes, the museum is saying that they had to report it. Mm-hmm. I think police just kind of laughed a little bit. She did tell police that she loves doing crossword puzzles <laughs> and will spend the afternoon sitting in the garden doing crosswords. And she said, "quote I'm quite good at them." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that is adorable. That is adorable. Alrighty, in sports, uh, first of all, a couple things going on. Edmonton Eskimos had another great finish for their third third straight week. They came back to beat Winnipeg twenty to sixteen. Mike Riley throwing for an incredible four hundred sixty. Five yards. It was a good game. Toronto Blue Jays' second half of the season starts tonight in Oakland. The Jays are sitting with their best record at the break since 1992. That was the year that they won their first World Series. Jays are in a playoff spot right now, and it looks like it's going to be a super fun time to be a Jays fan again this year. All right, it's going to be, you know what, a nice day today and a nice weekend. Summer temperatures coming back next week with some days high of 27 degrees, including Monday. Today we're going to see 21, tomorrow 23. And then Sunday, 
a chance of showers and a high of 22. It is 8.20 and we are sitting at 14 degrees. Good morning. Uh, we were, Ginger and I were actually kind of laughing at this the other day. I saved a text that we got. I think mm-hmm. it was like two or three days ago. And I don't remember why this text came in. I don't remember what we were talking about. What's the text? The text is about this uh, person and their angry father. Mm. And what their dad did uh, when they didn't say hello to him when he would come home from work. Oh, what would we have been talking what, do about? You re- do you I have remember? no idea. Because remember we were laughing about angry dads? Yeah, it was like an overreaction or something. Was it an overreaction? Was it because you're turning into an angry dad? <laughs> <laughs> Their dad, I remember the text. I got the text right here. Yeah. I'll read it to you. It says, good morning, guys. My dad came home from a 12-hour <laughs> shift one day and said hello. We, as a family, never answered him because we were all sitting around watching TV. <laughs> he took off his boots, picked up the TV unplugged it, and put it in the attic. We did not see the TV for six months. <laughs> he literally <laughs> hid the TV. <laughs> he hid the TV. That's we, so great. We were forced to talk to each other, and we always said hello to my dad when he came home from work after that. Holy crap. <laughs> I'd be so livid Could you imagine that the you work TV a, disappeared? You, but you work a 12-hour shift, and you come home, you're like, hello, family, and everyone's yeah. like... Well, yeah, I'd be just... I'd, be ticked off over that. <laughs> Enjoying the cable I purchased. <laughs> I want to know from you guys if you are a dad and if you've got some angry moves. Mm-hmm. What are your angry dad moves? You know what I would do? I would take the plug off the back of the TV until I get home. Then Sneaky everyone's going to wait dad. for me to get home and be like, "We love you." Yeah, because you're like, the one damn right. Putting it back together. the TV. My, uh, I had an angry mom. She'd do that. She'd hide the controllers for like the Sega. Oh. The video game controllers. Yeah. When when you're not doing your chores and stuff, you get the controllers taken away. Yeah, or yeah. we come home from school like ready mm. to play, but she would have taken them first thing in the morning when she went for work. Oh, oh. what a drag! Yeah, so we'd have to wait until she got home from work. Yeah, you know what? I had games. I know uh, I had an angry mom move too. Mm-hmm. So we'll do angry mom or angry yeah. dad moves. Parents are angry when <laughs> yeah they are angry when I uh, would get in trouble when I was a teen. Um, I had a car. Yeah. And my dad would take my keys with him to work. Oh, that's good. So I would have to, I'd be forced to take the bus to school. Why wouldn't he let you drive? Because I was being probably a horror. Yeah. I was probably being a what? horrible. Oh. oh. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Logan's like, yeah. <laughs> because I was and your dad just drove off the road. <laughs> no. Lauren's watching a parade of men come out of your room. He's like, cars! I'm taking your keys away again. Third time this month. Take your bed away. <laughs> I was acting horrible, like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a string Jeez. of dudes walking out of my bedroom. <sighs> <laughs> hey, yeah, chastity belt. <laughs> All right. Angry mom, angry dad moves. Horror. <laughs> Call
called Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. All right, we're talking about your angry mom or dad moves, so angry parent moves. Maybe they're passive aggressive. Maybe you don't, you know, you don't scold your kids, you just take their stuff away. Uh, this one here says, Hey guys, when I was young, I had a ton of Barbies. My sister and I used to play them and then throw them all over the room. Mm. My mom would say, please clean up your Barbies. And we'd be like, yeah, whatever, mom. If we didn't clean them up, uh, she would get mad. We always thought it was funny, so we never cleaned up our Barbies. Mm-hmm. Came home from school one day, all the Barbies were gone. Uh-oh. So we thought, oh, okay, well, mom obviously cleaned them up for us. That's nice of mom. <laughs> Turns out, she dropped them off at the Goodwill. <gasps> she donated them? That's a move. Oh, That's a power move. That's a hardcore move. You know what? She told you guys, pick up your damn Barbies. Want to hear something terrible? Uh, we would do the same thing. Leave our toys and stuff all yeah. over the living room. Sure. And mom would be like, we got to clean this up. You got to clean this. And we're like, ah, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We had a wood-burning stove in the living room. They would get thrown into the wood-burning stove, and we'd see our toys melt. And we're like, No way. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. She would chuck your toys into the fireplace. Yeah. The toys would get burnt, and we have to watch them. That is horrible. I tell you, that worked because <laughs> we wouldn't leave our toys laying around anymore. You just see GI Joe melting. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I'd cry, and I'd cry hard. Like you see, like your teddy bear in the fire. It's like, <gasps> and then it falls against the front of the glass. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> One of its eyes falls out. <laughs> it melts on the glass. Oh, it's crying. Oh, no. Jeez. <laughs> hey, learn a lesson. All right. Right? Uh, let's go to uh, Andrea here, right at the top. How you doing, Andrea? Good morning, Crash Mars. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hi, yes. we're doing really Fantastic. good. Fantastic. All right, so uh, did your parents do? Did your parents throw toys in the fireplace, first of all? Oh, not quite, but oh, okay. my dad definitely pulled a power move. <laughs> oh, okay. What, what's his power move? Okay, when my oldest sister was 15. Yeah. She said to my dad, if you don't like my attitude, quit talking to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's snarky. <laughs> he was livid. So he wrote on a loose leaf piece of paper in bold letters, if you don't like me talking to you, quit the attitude. And he taped it over the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah. The, the three of us younger daughters, we were uh, 13, 10, and 8. We protested immediately. And my dad just gave us a look and was like, do not remove it. So we were thinking, like, how are we going to get, you know, over this? This is ridiculous. We can't see the TV. We can't see the paper, but it was ridiculous. So by day two, because it was up for a week, by day two, we took turns holding a ruler to, like, lift up the paper. And then if my dad came down the stairs, we would quickly hide the ruler and just pretend we were watching through the paper. That's how bad you wanted to watch TV. You'd just look at, you'd, like, watch half the show. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it stayed up for a whole week? A whole week. I mean, I can understand with my dad raising four daughters that, yeah. you know, we were testing his patience, but that's the that's the biggest power move he ever pulled on us. Mm. I like it. You write right on the TV yeah, with yep. a piece of paper. Exactly. You couldn't do that nowadays because there's so exactly. many outlets to watch stuff. There is. Right? Yep. Yep. This is back in the days of no phones or computers or anything. Yeah. We had to get a ruler. And who has a ruler in the house nowadays? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. Yeah. Alrighty, we're talking about power parent moves. Uh, and it all started when I got a text a couple of days ago, and it was pretty funny, about uh, a dad who got pretty mad and uh, decided that he was going to teach his kids a lesson. Now, how did he do that? 
Uh, his dad, this person's dad came home after a 12 hour shift one day mm-hmm. and said hello. The family, the kids did not respond because they were too busy watching TV. So he picked up the TV and put it in the attic. Mm. Didn't say a word, just unplugged it. Yeah. Picked it up, put it in the attic. They didn't see the TV for six months. <sighs> Damn. Hey, can you believe that? That would never happen nowadays, obviously. No, it, yeah. You just couldn't do that. No, you couldn't do that. And kudos to him, because that was probably a tube TV. And so he probably (laughs) carried it, lugged that heavy thing up all those stairs, Mm -hmm. right into the attic. Uh, Growing up, uh, we had quads, dirt bikes, sleds. Yep. Uh, If we were punished too, like when we were kids and we weren't able to drive and get gas, uh, gas would be siphoned out of our uh, dirt bikes or quads or sleds. And you can't drive them. And you're like, come on, I just want gas. Yeah. You take the gas away, you can't do anything with it. Yeah. I mean, and the gas cans are locked up. So your parents would go out and siphon yeah, gasoline. siphon our gas. What? That was a common occurrence. <laughs> it's a good punishment. <laughs> that wasn't a common occurrence. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of parents that listen who siphon their children's gas. I'm pretty sure a lot of parents have done it's that. It's a good idea, though. Yeah. Because you want to be on your you dirt want, bike yeah. water sled. So you look at it and you're like, son of a... Yeah. I just that, need gas. That seems like a cruel step. like Because you didn't know it was siphoned until you went out there. Yeah. Couldn't they have just taken it away, like locked it up or t- hidden keys? No. Because you have to go and try to start yeah, it. This is more elaborate. Yeah. It's, but we, uh, we uh, outsmarted them when we learned how to siphon gas. Cut the garden hose and then... <laughs> Stabbing in. Joke's on you, Mom. Yeah. I'm a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> we showed you, Mom. <coughs> My tongue's on fire, Mom. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Life lesson right yeah. there. Uh, Tammy, what happened to you? <laughs> So it's a bit of a role reversal because my elderly father was living with me. Yeah. And we had just finished supper and the police came to the door and asked for the owner of his vehicle, which was parked out front, of course. And so I was like, what is going on? (laughs) So after 45 minutes talking with the police officer outside... He comes in and just goes back downstairs, and I was like, "Excuse me, old man." <laughs> so he says, "Well, I was uh, I was going to the store today, and this young girl um, drove through the stop sign. So I pursued her to explain what she did wrong." Oh no! So he chased this poor teenage girl around town for like twenty oh, minutes. Oh no, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. So then I guess she phoned her dad, her dad, and then drove home, and her father was waiting out on the lawn when they showed up. Oh, no. He started yelling at my father. <laughs> so they took his license plate and reported him to the police. So after that, I said, am I going to have to take your keys away? Because if the police show up here one more time... Yeah, if, yeah, if you get to the point where you got a role reversal with your parents, that's tough. It was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take his keys away? Uh, no. no. <laughs> he promised not to do it again. <laughs> Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now, now radio. Uh, this text here says my daughter was having some bad behavior for a couple of weeks when she was nine years old. My husband and I finally had enough. So we marched into her bedroom and we took everything. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was left in her room, her clothing... And her bed. That was it. Every day that she was polite and obedient, she would be able to choose one thing to come back. Mm -hmm. It took her six months 
to get all of her stuff back. She is now almost 16, and she told me the other day that that was a huge lesson for her Yeah, on how to be polite and how to value things. Well, all the crap in your bedroom growing up, imagine if it was all taken out. No. Like your Tiger Beat posters. Yeah, I would have been really Corey upset. Hart. Yeah. <laughs> well, Corey Hart. You didn't want that one? I didn't want No, they no. even have the Corey Hart poster. <laughs> you can keep that one. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Ellen the Park. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excellent. All right, so uh, were you punished as a kid, or uh, are you a hard-ass parent? I'm a hard-ass parent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, to the point where my son, even at this age, doesn't like talking to me, and he's 17. Oh, no. Oh, no. How hard-ass are you? Well, when he was little, him and his dad used to go and play Lego in the house, which was fine. Yeah. And we lived on a farm, but I kept telling him and realized he's about four or five, and I said, Son, you need to pick up your Lego. I'm getting tired of stepping on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mom. Kept going on this. About you know, three days of stepping on Lego, it starts to hurt. <sighs> Lego, stepping him, on Lego is okay. the worst. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I went and I told him, fine, I'm going to clean it up. Okay. So I cleaned it up, put it into black garbage bags, and realized when we live on the farm, you go and burn your own garbage. Yeah, you burn everything. Pretty much. And um, it was garbage day that day that my ex went and told me about. Yeah. And I put it by the back door. He went and pulled all the little garbage bags, put them in the bin and started burning them. And then looked at it and said, oh, comes to the house and says, Leah, what's going on? I says, well, guess what? You don't have any more Lego. He says, no. <sighs> Did he throw it himself in the, he threw it in the fire? He threw it in the fire. He didn't know it was in there. (laughs) Oh, I would be devastated. Yeah, he was not happy because some of those Lego pieces you cannot get. Well, no, and Lego as it is is expensive, right? Should have cleaned up your Lego. Yeah, but the fact is he He burned it himself. himself. Yep. Yep. Lesson learned. Oh, that is terrible. So, yeah, now they they have a specific room, apparently, in his place where that is the Lego room. Oh, yeah. He yeah. still plays with Lego. You uh-huh. think that would have been a scarring moment and he would have uh, no. gave up on it? No, no. He yeah. still goes and spends money and gets more Lego. No, <laughs> and you're not impressed. <laughs> uh, whatever. It's not my problem. <laughs> Send a snap. Search Crash and Mars. All one word on Snapchat. Join the conversation. 1023 Now Radio. All right, it's summertime, and uh, hopefully you're going to be able to enjoy some time off. Uh, some people, though, are extensive travelers and like to do a lot of traveling and go on vacation and do some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an article written, and it was all written because of a Reddit thread. And what that was was a list of the dumbest things that you have done while traveling. Mm. And it's everything from, like, forgetting your passport (gasps) to locking yourself out on the balcony of hotels at resorts. Mm. A lot of times when we're traveling, you get up early in the morning, right? Yeah. Like 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. So you're a little flustered. You're rushing to the airport. And you catch a cab halfway there. You're like, oh, passport yes. check. Where's the passport? Yes. It only happened to us once, but we're halfway to the airport and we didn't have our passports. Yeah. Turn this cab around. <laughs> Let's go. Get moving, buddy. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> I want to know from you guys, um, what mishaps or what really like oh, dumb things have you done while traveling? And that could even be like just going to Calgary, just going to Red Deer. Mm-hmm. If anything, that stands out for you. 
What about when we took uh, we took a restaurant? Was it in Dominican? I think it was yeah, in Dominican. Yeah, we were in the Dominican. Yeah, we took we took upon a restaurant to offer a cab ride back to the hotel. Yeah, they got their um, dishwasher. Yeah, they pulled him out of the back and said he would drive us home. He was loaded and he was drunk. That was pretty dumb. We should have actually we, just taken yeah. a cab. We should have just said no. Instead, yes. we got in the car and he floored it down the road playing Spanish beats. Yep. Singing at the top of and his, his lungs. Kid, yeah, his kid, or a kid. Yeah. It was a kid. Oh, yeah, we don't know if it was his kid. It was probably a kid that was working in the kitchen. Maybe, yeah. But, yeah, he had him in the passenger seat. Yeah. The kid was looking out the window, just so embarrassed. Yep. And we're ripping down these sketchy roads. There we go. We could have died. Uh, this text here says, hey, guys, <laughs> uh, I actually did lock myself and my husband out on a balcony in a Mexican hotel. I didn't realize that the lock was on and the air conditioner was running. Mm. Oh, because the door yeah. automatically locks if the AC's on. Well, you have to have the door closed for the AC, for the to, AC run. to run. Yeah. So the door was locked. And then it locked. <laughs> we ended up having to yell at people who were walking down below us to go get somebody to come to our room. Most people while walking... Just looked at us and then kept going. It took us about 20 minutes for somebody to help us. I think it would just... I would just picture them just being drunk. I'd be like, oh, hey! Yeah, uh, right? Hey, oh, you look keep, at you crazy yeah. kids on your balcony. <laughs> yeah, great vacation! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what weird things happen to you on vacation? Yeah, some of the Call dumbest, weirdest things. Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now radio. Alrighty, we're talking about some of the dumbest things that you did on vacation. And looking back on it, you're like, I can't believe we did that. That was really dumb. Mm. That was A lot of really good stories are coming in. Uh, this one here says... Hey guys, my sister left her passport carrier with all of her money in the rental car in Florida. We had to take a $50 cab ride back to retrieve it, and all of her money was gone, but we did get her passport back. This literally happened a week ago. Oh, yeah. At that point, all I'm worried about is passport. I just need the passport. Yeah, I guess I you, wouldn't you don't care need your about money, money or, or whatever. I can deal with that. Yeah. Uh, this one here says, hey, guys, the dumbest thing that I've ever done was get a tattoo in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I got a heart on the upper forearm inside. It's super cute. But looking back on it, I was really drunk. Mm. And it probably wasn't the cleanest place. No. You're lucky you didn't catch anything. I know. Another one here says, my brother and I went to Dallas. My bro stuck his passport in his laptop bag and forgot. When we got to to the hotel, he thought he lost it. We went to the uh, consulate. Mm-hmm. We went to the Canadian embassy. We got emergency travel documents made, made up. We ended up staying an extra couple of days to get all of the travel documents put in order. On the last day, he opens up his laptop bag and there's his freaking passport. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's like with you and your jewelry. I, yeah. We were traveling done, with uh, some buddies and we went to Belize. Yeah. And everyone's packing up. Everyone's waiting at the front. And Mars is losing her mind yeah. that she's missing this uh, bracelet. bracelet. Bracelet my mom gave me. And yeah. she's ripping everything apart. I ripped everything apart. I'm chatting with the peeps at the front. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm arranging stuff. Like if you clean the room and, and if you, you find it, it, can you ship it? Yeah. Here's our address. And sure enough, Mars is crying, losing her mind. We get home, and it was in a sock. It was... (laughs) It was in a freaking sock. Which I obviously hid, so I would <laughs> it. Call Crash and Mars. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now, now radio. All right, these are fun. We're talking about the dumbest thing that you've ever done uh, while on vacation. We're looking back on it. You're saying to yourself, I cannot believe that that just happened. Mm. 
<laughs> There's a lot of terrible things that can go wrong on vacation. Yeah, there is. Losing the passport is the biggest. That's anyone that goes on vacation, that's your priority. Make sure you know where it is. It's locked up. Don't just stuff it in random places. On text here says, once my family was visiting the U.S. I can't remember what city we were in. We were right near the Mexican border and we were looking for a mall. We didn't know what it looked like. So we asked for directions and we were told that it was right near the border. So we walked towards the border. There was no signs anywhere to indicate that we already crossed over into Mexico. Boom. Stuck in Tijuana for three hours. We had to get into a stranger's van to get back over into the United States. What? All in all, it was not fun. My parents and my brother were on the verge of panicking. Why did you have to get into a van? I'm going to guess they were smuggled back into the States. No. Maybe. Because you're just walking around, right? You're in the U.S., and you're trying to look for a mall and you accidentally end up in Mexico? Well, how long were you walking for? <laughs> <laughs> they were told the mall was right at the border. And they ended up crossing the and border. And they accidentally and... crossed and then they couldn't get back into the States. Like, did you jump in the back of like a hay truck or something and hide in the hay? Yeah, well, that's what it sounds like. Some right? stranger's van smuggled them back yeah, over. Weird. Mm. Uh, Lindsay, dumbest thing you've done on vacation. Or sorry, uh, Cola. Uh, we're on a cruise. Uh, my husband and I, and um, we're on the island of Cozumel, yeah. and we rented a car, and we're in the middle of nowhere in this um, sort of uh, retreat for wildlife, wildlife retreat. Oh, okay, okay yeah. sure. Yeah, big sanctuary. And we, we get out of the car, and it's really smoking hot out, and he realizes that he locked the keys in the car. Oh, no. And it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and I don't know if you know, but, you know, uh, if you're on a cruise, you have to be at the at the ship. Oh, at yeah, the otherwise they leave. It, yeah, they leave without you. Right, exactly. So we're waiting there, and there's nobody around, and we don't know what the heck to do. At that so point, you know, I would have smashed out the window. I guess, yeah, you have to. What did you guys yeah. end up doing? Well, um, we were... It was close by this alligator exhibit or whatever, so we walked over there, and uh, uh, someone who was working there, um, they told the front gate, Yeah. and then the front gate came, and um, they phoned car rental place, Yeah. And but that was like, you know, half an hour away. And that would take forever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, then the uh, front gate person came and uh, broke into the car with the uh, coat hanger and... Uh, we nice. were on our way. Yeah, you're like, thank but you so it, much. Uh, Peel out. Yeah, I was so angry. And uh, it took about an hour and a half before we were done. Like, you know. Holy crap. And you're just sweating the whole time being like, the cruise ship is going to take off. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. brutal. Okay, thanks so much for that, Cola. Thanks. Bye-bye. Call Crash and Mars. 489-4669. Join the conversation. Now ready. I got really good text rolling in right now about uh, the dumbest thing that you've done while on vacation. Uh, this one here said, three months ago, a group of us guys went to Texas for my brother's bachelor party. Leading up to the trip, one guy's kept joking with us to make sure we checked our passports to make sure they were valid. Mm-hmm. The day before we were to leave, he found out his own passport expired. Oh, at that point, there's he didn't no know. chance of he, yeah, getting a passport. Like, and he's on everybody else's, you know, back. Like, hey, guys, yeah. check your passport. And, and his was his. expiring. Listen to this one, Crash. says, good morning, guys. My family and I went to Mexico, and we rent Harleys when we're there. Nice. The rental guy, for the first time, insisted he needed our passports in order for us to rent them. <sighs> we gave him our passports. 
A faulty throttle caused my mom to crash her Harley. Within minutes, she was in an ambulance and the cops were surrounding her. After more than 12 hours of negotiating with the rental guy, who ended up being part of a bike gang in cahoots with the cops, Jeez. they told us that if we wanted our passports back, yeah. 1500 bucks. Damn! We did the exchange, set it up with the police in a sketchy back room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See, it's... Never give up your passport no. to anyone. It's terrifying, but wouldn't it be neat to be kind of in that situation? No. Oh, no? I would not want to be like, I have to take out $1,500 Canadian to pay off the cops in order to get my passport back. That's why they say if you rent anything... Carry cash on you, like some cash, so you can uh, pay people off. Well, they did. They just wanted their passports yeah. back. But I guess who's carrying 1500 cash? Right? Yeah. And they're like, no, we're not giving you your passports back until you give us this cash. But the passports uh, are worth 1500 they, Yes, so they are. You, you find that you cash. You find yeah. it. Uh, Bonnie, dumbest thing you've done on vacation? Well, <laughs> I've got probably all of them covered. My husband's forgotten his passport and had to rebook his trip at least twice. <sighs> Um, been with my sister on the balcony in Mexico, mm-hmm. locked out of the room. But the one I wanted to tell you about was my husband and I were in Ecuador and we were at this um, resort kind of down the, the one of the major rivers. And we we thought we had arranged, I mean, it's all Spanish. We thought we had arranged a trip back to Coca to get our flight back to Quito. Yeah. And uh, last minute, we're trying to get in the boat with them and they're going like, no, no, we're, you know, we're not taking you. So they ended up. Um, taking us to a sandbar in the middle of the river and my husband's waving money to flag down a boat to take us back to the place. What? Oh, no. Yeah. What was the point of them taking you out to a sandbar? Uh, well, they weren't going to take us back up river, so the only way we could get um, back up river was to hope that somebody on the river would pick us up, so they took us to the sandbar. Holy crap, did someone eventually pick you up? Yeah, yeah, we did manage to make the flight, but it was pretty dippy. My Were you guys just crapping your pants? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, oh, yeah, you're in the water. Our, yeah. Our suitcases. Yeah. yeah, but think of the adventure. No. <laughs> yes, it is the more memorable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Text Crash and Mars. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Join the conversation. Now radio. Got time for one more? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Let's Dumb do things it. that you do on vacation. Uh, we chatted with... Uh, Cola a little bit earlier about the car door and like doing some sightseeing. You get the car rental, it locks. Yes. That almost happened to us. Remember? Yes, I do. Bonehead move. We were in Costa Rica, rented a car, ripping around. We want to go see some sea turtles. It's nighttime already. We go park at some beach. We go down some sketchy roads, park, walk to the beach, and then we're looking around. And it's pitch black. You just hear the ocean. We're like, well, yeah. this is dumb. We didn't think we about that. We could literally just be murdered right here. <laughs> yeah. And you can hear snapping in the bush. And we're like, oh, all right, let's run back like, to the we car. We should probably yeah. smarten up. We didn't lock the car, right? Yeah, no, we didn't. And we walked back to the car and we open it up and you just see the car lights up. And that's the only thing around. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. That was so dumb. We should have thought about that one we were, a couple of times. We were young and immature. Yes, now we were. we're totally immature and we'll lock the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll do one more. Um, I'll go with uh, Lindsay. Dumbest thing you did on vacation? Well, um, we were on our honeymoon and in Cuba and they have double-decker buses with the top that's open. Yeah. Sure. So my husband and I were sitting there and we were talking to the couple that we had met behind us. So I was facing backwards. When I turned around... I got smoked in the face by a palm tree leaf. No! 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like going like 50 kilometers an hour. I bet you a knock you like, on your Thank butt. Thank you, husband, for the <laughs> warning. Yeah. Oh, no. Nobody warns so, you at all. <laughs> no. And so then I had a lovely uh, black eye for the rest of my honeymoon. Wow. It hit you that hard that it bruised your face. I couldn't imagine if I was on the street and saw you turn around and get smacked in the face by a giant... It was horrible. <laughs> You're just standing there, like, waving or something, and you can see on the street that it's going to happen. Oh, my then, gosh. Poof. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. It's a great memory. It's oh, a great yeah. story. Love it. Thanks, yeah. Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. You're welcome. Snap, Crash, and Mars. Search Crash and Mars on Snapchat. Join the conversation. Now radio. And that's the show. We want to thank you again for listening and remind you, you can listen over the air at 102.3 FM, Monday to Friday, 530 to 10 AM. And you can check back here every weekday for a brand new podcast.